0: everybody. Welcome back to the Patrick Carr Show Day. Let me ask you a question. Did you get out of bed today? You were lagging a little bit. Feet hit the ground. You weren't 100% on what you were doing with the day, and you just didn't know how to make it the best day possible. The guy I'm with here today is going to (laughs) be able to help him with that, and uh, I got Reggie right here with me. Um, Brother, I, I heard you speak yesterday, and I felt more intense. I felt more prepared for the day ahead. And uh, for my listeners and viewers who don't know, can you introduce yourself? And then I got some questions okay. that I think are going to bring some value to people out there.
1: Sure. First of all, I want to say thanks for having me on the show. I followed you from a distance. And being over the last couple of days just to meet you and to watch you up and your team up close and personal, though I can't hardly catch my breath real well in Oklahoma, Colorado. This Brutal is crazy. But it's uh, it's been a fun um, fun couple of days. And thanks again for having me. So um, I, I grew up. Um, kind of all over the place. My dad was a, and he is. He's a preacher, so he pastored in a lot of different places. So a lot of the enthusiasm and excitement you see from me is kind of like I just was born into it, kind of right. And then um, I left uh, home, went to Bible college, got out of Bible college, and was going into the ministry. And uh, uh, my, the wife, the woman that I was married to at the time, and I, I divorced. And once I went through a divorce. My denomination said, along with that, you need to find a new career. So I went into the insurance business for 25 years. Um, I then was—I've been in roofing for the past 13, and I've done a whole lot in roofing. I was—you know—I started out just literally knocking doors and selling for a buddy of mine in um, Burleson, Texas. And uh, I just kind of—I knew a lot about after damage, what to do. I just didn't know what damage really looked like, so. Once I got that under my belt, roofing became something I really enjoyed and uh, worked for an MRP for a while. And now, for the last three years, I've been with, with Beacon. And so it's been a fun ride, a lot of different stops along the way.
0: So when I look at that, man, where did you go from, okay, I can help people within their roofing business and entrepreneurs, that I can help people with life, something a lot deeper than just roofing? When did that transition happen for you? It's been like that
1: for me. Again, I think a lot of it had to do with – who I grew up around, my dad always chose people first. If he could help them, he wanted to, and um, I have just saw that modeled. And so whether I'm in roofing or insurance or life in general, I have a real gut level response to people to help them advance personally. And so anything that I can do to contribute to them and maybe, maybe pour some of my life experience into them to help them kind of advance along the way, I mean, that's what I live for every day. So it's important to me that people don't give up on themselves, even though they've had failures and challenges like all of us have. But being able just to speak a word of life into them and give them some hope or renew some strength in them that they thought they'd given up on um, is just a method that I practice every day. And it's something that inspires not just me for what I'm doing for them, but
0: inspires me to continue. So let's talk about that method a little bit for that entrepreneur. um, I think especially if you're, let's say, 40 and under, you've grown up in the Instagram social media age where success is instant, Um, women, girls, drugs, whatever it might be. They, they get up after a couple of years of doing it, and they don't have that motivation and that intensity. That was one of the questions I had here for you. If, if you got that guy who has had his feet hit the floor this morning, this week, and he's like, damn, not another day. Right. What do you tell them, brother? How do you, how do you say, hey, you know what? You're living that dream right now. How do you say, listen, you got to get something back underneath that fire back yeah. in you? Yeah. So I think some of that is we've become tribal by nature.
1: What I mean by that is we see what everybody's doing, and we think that's the way we need to live. We, you know, it's worked for Patrick, so surely it's going to work for me. And we, we have become so tribal, we've lost our uniqueness. Mm. So all of a sudden, we get up, and I can't keep pace with you, so what do I think about my life? Well, my life is meaningless, and the reality of it is I I've actually was trying to live your life through me. And so what I I would tell anybody who's having a challenge with getting up and going after it, find your uniqueness and really start working to protect it and to develop it because it's in your uniqueness you're going to find your fulfillment. We cannot trust the the, uh, successes you have had or someone can't look at other people and go like, well, if I'm going to be happy and prosperous, I've got to do it the way they do it. Now look, we learn from everybody, but when you lose your uniqueness, you lose your juice. Mm. And when you do not allow yourself to find that center core piece of you that's uniquely yours and nobody else's, you'll never find true fulfillment. I heard a statistic the other day that just shocked me. And so if people want to argue with me, they're gonna to have to argue with scientists. The scientist said this 99.9% of our DNA is identical. Think about that. It's the 0.01% that makes us different from everybody else. That's why it's hard for us to stand out, especially if we're so consumed with what the tribe's doing. You know, we want to be an influencer because other people are influencing. You know, we, we, we want to do whatever because somebody else is doing it. We've seen them have success with it. And what it's done is it's drowned out our uniqueness and we've stopped chasing what sets us apart. And when you find out who you are and you start maximizing that part of you, you just watch what starts happening. The fulfillment you're looking for, the purpose you were called to be, and the design you were built for will reveal itself.
0: Tell me what you think about this. Is as you're telling me this, I'm thinking uniqueness mm-hmm. equals joy, not happiness. But you've got to find what's going to bring you joy in life. Because there will be days that are going to be up and down that don't bring you happiness. Right. But I think that uniqueness, in my mind, is find the joy that you have in life. Right. Right. I think that's well
1: said. I I think, you know, joy is is, is a a characteristic that's not generated by something on the outside. Joy is a manifestation of something that's going on inside of you. And I promise you from personal experience, when I found out what that was, me, my uniqueness, I didn't need somebody else to make me happy. I celebrated my uniqueness because of the joy that awoke, was awoken in me because I finally found what I was looking for to start chasing.
0: But how many people are not finding that uniqueness because they're scared of what their uniqueness is? If, for instance, you grew up in a home where you know the top level that you could be within your home the, the they told you the joy is yeah. go find that that great career in in finance have mm-hmm. the 401k retire after 30 yeah. years with the great that should be your joy and that's what you've been told how difficult is it to know you know what my joy is actually fixing up old cars yeah and so people sit there and they go I do it on the weekends and they fight that uniqueness and they never find the joy
1: so what about this that person who's run that track like be in finance and, you know, get a 401k and have all your benefits paid for. And then they get to a certain point and that dream is shattered because somebody else didn't need them in that dream anymore. The finance, the guys in finance go like, Hey man, thanks, but no thanks anymore. And so what happened is your, your happiness and joy is tied into people's, uh, commitment to you. And sometimes they just don't have it for me. I want to chase something I have control of. I want to chase something that gives me the ability to uh, work things out in my life. And that way, if it fails, it's just on me. It ain't on somebody else. Mm -hmm. My road to joy, happiness, and
0: contentment has very little to do with what other people provide me in life. See, I think right now there's people watching going, I know I need to go fix up those old cars. I know I love it. But I'm scared. That's what I'm saying. They're scared and it's like I don't want to make that jump, brother. I don't want to take that <laughs> yeah. chance. I got I got family. I got you don't you don't understand. I have a family now. I can't take that kind of risk. That's so right. how how do we and how do you what do you tell that that entrepreneur or could be entrepreneur take the damn first step? How do they how do you bring that out? How do where do they make that first yeah. step?
1: So a couple of things. Number 1, sometimes people have had to do things with purpose in a hobby that they want to become something that they can live off of in the future. So like you were saying, old cars. Well maybe the thing to do is to take on a project that that you can really sink your teeth into and see if it's something that might ultimately lead to you know a full-time situation. But I'm kind of the opposite. I, I said this last night in a meeting that I was in the word when i hear the word entrepreneur a lot you know what i and this is my background so forgive me Mm -hmm. but my background says that that's what people who live by faith should call themselves when an entrepreneur steps out they're stepping out into vast darkness in in many cases right they're just like this is what i feel this is what i want to do and but i don't really see that where the landing spot is but i know that's what i want to go after Mm -hmm. and that's what motivates me to go like sometimes to get what you want, I say this regularly. Listen, sometimes the only way you can get where you've never been is to do things you've never done. And one of the hardest things to do is to step out into the unseen territory of life that you that you know you feel like, well, that's where I'm supposed to be. Sometimes you just got to jump off the dock into the water. And yeah. it's 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 easy to say that and hard to do. But I think people that are listening to your show today need to understand— there's not a lot of security and there's not a lot of you know confidence that you can inspire people in as an entrepreneur or I can inspire, inspire people. They just ha- they're just going to have to decide uh, based upon I think a good gathering of facts. Mm-hmm. And, I mean you know I, I mean you need to be able to make a living doing stuff. Sure. But there's that element of just I'm jumping because I feel that's where I'm supposed to be and I'm going to figure it out as I go and that's a spirit that's not 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 experienced by many people that's why I have such respect for entrepreneurs these dudes like you they step out they jump out and they're like I don't know where I I may not even have a parachute on but I got to get out of this plane and into where I think I'm called to live and then it just seems to happen for them because they put work effort energy but the biggest thing is they took a step and you cannot take you cannot expect greater things in your life if you don't step into areas you've never been And so uh, it's hard, it's difficult, and if anybody tells you different, they're just not being honest with you. You just got, there's a price to be paid for the freedom and the uh, excitements in life you're looking for, and it takes an act of faith, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, but you mentioned spirit right there, and I think how many men have let their spirit be ripped out of them in the last 20 years? They've lost that spirit in them. And I did a talk, I don't know what, a couple months ago, and I said, find yourself again, find who you are again. Because, you know, when you were maybe 12, 13 years old, you would have taken that step. And so if not going to be now, then when? Is it when your kids are seven or eight? Is it 13? And at the end of the night, man, I'll tell you, but what really made me make the change is eventually i got to live with myself. I won't have other people to blame it on. You know, it'll be to the point, and at that point in your life, it's probably too late yeah. to chase what you want. But somewhere along the lines, men in this country, I think, have gotten that spirit ripped out of them, and they need to find it again. Oh, yeah. That intensity, that intensity that you speak with, that uniqueness that you do, I think that if you took a deep dive, man, when did I lose that part of me? Right. You know, was it 10 years ago when something happened? Um, and if you could find that again, man, what power a person might be able to have?
1: Yeah. And you just got to be careful who you're listening to. Okay. Totally. Right. I mean, you, you just like, we listen to people who push us to security.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We, you know, we want to work with the big companies and listen, I worked for big company for, and I mean, and it, there's a lot of comfort to that, but sometimes you have just got to chase what you believe is for you and figure it out as you go. And so I think there's, there's, and I mean, that's a whole other story, but I agree with you. I think that there's that people have just given up on the spirit drive in them mm-hmm. a lot of them they've and i think some of it is it has even been relinquished because we've got so comfortable
0: that's it yep. you
1: know we have just like hey, life ain't that bad mm-hmm. i mean i'm making i'm making good money we're going on a couple vacations a year but there, there's something that still eats away at them at night where they're laying in bed and ain't nobody talking to them but that inner voice is going like there's more for you there's more for you there's more for you And one of the things I'm going to get accomplished, whatever days I have on life, is I'm going to breathe that life back into people that will cause them to at least be provoked enough to consider. Mm. There are so many things that are available for uh, that need to be done to help other people. But they're never going to be done unless some people like me and you jump out of the bed every morning and start chasing what we were created to be. Mm. And so if you're listening to this show and you've just been pondering because there's manifestations of what happens you get irritated with everybody around you for no reason that i mean i'm speaking to myself now and i start missing the in areas i start getting disinterested in things that i was interested in before and i've always thought well that's a negative the fact of the matter is it may be that what's causing a, a rousing in me going like oh wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute there's more to this than just what i'm feeling
0: i got to take action see i look at it i would tell that same guy You know, you've been beaten down, right? You got hit, you got hit, you got hit. The next day you get up is the day somebody else gave up. Because they got beat, they got beat. Now you're in, okay, you got up after 10 days. Okay, you're in the top 50%. You got up and still did it after a year. You beat 99% of people who gave up, man. Because you got up another day and you kept on after it. I've been having this question for you, though, for a while. You're the perfect person to ask. (laughs) I get out here to these conferences and we film them. And I always inevitably hear the person that says, find your why. This has been something that bothers me because a lot of people, I think, have established what their why is. Okay, I do this for my family, and they believe it. Mm -hmm. They still fail. Why is that? I'm really trying to pick your mind here. People find their why. They're working hard. They're they're willing to put in the hours, and yet so many businesses fail with leadership that understands why they're doing it and is, is passionate about why they're doing it. What are they missing besides just finding their why? We're gonna be right back to that podcast, but first, I have a question for contractors. Are you using outdated software? You know, something that maybe was integrated into your company a few years ago, but you know it doesn't work, but you just haven't known where to turn. Well, now I've got an answer for you. It's Leap. Now, Leap is the sales software for the modern contractor. You can automate every step of the sales process from estimating proposals and contracts, to financing, payment capture, and e-signatures. And you can do it all in one modern software for you. Imagine the power of software that works for you in the home, not having to integrate three or five different things into your CRM. That's not the way to do things these days. You want everything housed in one place to keep you organized and efficient in the field. And don't forget, that includes my friends over at Job Progress, Job progress and Leap, that's a lethal combination for your contracting business, all right? So get on board with Leap. Go over to leaptodigital.com. You can go ahead and sign up right there. They'll walk you through their product and you can see all the amazing things Leap can do for your contracting company. Let them know Patrick sent you. And now, back to that exciting podcast. So I, and this may sound harsh, but I think
1: we are not as resilient as people have been in the past. We get pressure, we get tension on us, and even though we feel like we know our why, the first signs of difficulty, Mm -hmm. challenge, and inequality we feel in some cases, we just throw in the towel and say, "Well, I must have missed that." And the fact of the matter is, we don't. Many of us just don't have the guts to endure. We just we we find our why, we why fire purpose. I also look for my why nots, you know. So I'm like. But I get down the road and adversity sets in, and for some reason, we've been led to believe that if you're on the right path, adversity will be, will be avoided. And oh my God, how, how in, untrue that is. And so you can have a why, but if you don't lack the, if you lack the gas in the tank to keep pushing forward when adversity comes, you'll never make it. I don't care how big your why is. And mm-hmm. so to me, most people who fail, it's not because they don't have a clear picture, is they don't have the guts to endure. And when you don't have the guts to endure, it don't matter how clear the picture is. It don't matter how big your why is. If you don't have the juice to continue in the midst of rejection, in the midst of, you know, failure at times, and it's going like, you know, you, know, I'm, I'm, I'm called it. That's what I call it. I'm called to this. This is my purpose. And it doesn't matter what happens to me. I've got to keep charging forward and then ultimately you wake up one day and you're successful and everybody goes well that happened quickly they have no idea what you went through to answer your question specifically i think that people just don't have the resilience it takes to live out their why until it happens
0: yeah it's one thing to be pushing forward but if you don't have the tools in your repertoire and you haven't done that to give yourself an opportunity Listen, you can't just sit up there and go, well, listen, I'm a million-dollar contractor, and I'm going to be a $30 million in 10 That's years. Right. And then not adapt to the technology and skills, right. not come to the conferences. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to ask, because I had this written down right here, um, your own growth for you. Mm-hmm. I-, I can't imagine this has been you 30 years ago, but when you speak with such an intensity – where does that come from? Is it your own failures? Is it from when you saw the light click on in other people? Where did it start for
1: you? So it is. It, much of it has to do with the pain that's associated with my life. And it's not the pain just on me. Because I want to say, you said something earlier. I want to come back to this. I think a lot of times we excuse us taking action because we hold a victim card that we don't even realize has expired. We're playing the card. Somebody did something to us in the past that we just hold on and hold on and keep playing it and play it and play it. And then one day you look at it closely and go, like, this card's expired. I cannot use this anymore. And so some of you guys out there have found yourself not wanting to try because you just feel like you've been victimized so dramatically over your life. It's not going to work out, so what's the effort about? And so for me, yeah, I had people who victimized me, but you know what? I victimized plenty to you know kind of neutralize the scale so to speak. Yeah. And so but what what happened to me is I started realizing that in my pain I found progress opportunity. I knew that that I I did not have to just stay in that moment of pain. I could move past it, and it was a great teacher for me, and so nowadays, the reason I have so much enthusiasm about what I do is because I believe I can speak that same impact into other people's lives and just give them an opportunity to make more of what their life is or what it could be, right, and so, um, but with our lives comes buckets full of pains and mm-hmm. disappointments and you shouldn't feel special about that it's just a part of the learning curve that puts us in a right position to be able to influence and
0: impact people in a way that we should and can man if you're not this guy isn't breathing life into you, you got to turn the volume up right now folks <laughs> um you mentioned this right here the victim card mm. when i go sit in front of people to create content i hear this sometimes so they'll will say well i don't have a story like that yeah. I, I don't have where i've had to go through that I want you to think about this, viewers, listeners. Your story might be that you grew up lukewarm. One of the hardest thing to be is middle-class entrepreneur. Mm. Because if you grew up poor, you want more. If you grew up rich, you know how to use money in relationships. But you're sitting there thinking, I don't have that comeback story. That right there is preventing you from building your own story in entrepreneurship right now. Mm. I can't take credit for that. It's Ed Milet who said that. But middle-class Find your story by building on it. Yeah. You, your story might be that you are middle class yeah. and that, you know, I didn't know what to do. But they play that, oh, I don't know, I'm just lukewarm yeah. all the time, man. Yep. And they never find it. So we're at a conference, the Roofing
1: Success Summit, and yesterday the speakers all had a similar thread to them. And that was their entire speech was built around their story. From rags to riches, the rebuild process, people who had failed countless times and they just got back up and kept going stories matter. Yeah, And so here's what most people don't realize, though. And this is what I did. My story was so embarrassing, I hid it. I lived this secret life. And for me to reveal myself mean I had to expose myself to people really seeing who I was as opposed to who I was portraying myself to be. And <laughs> I did not want that. But then what I realized is that that was what was holding me back. Mm. And the other thing that I would say to people who, um, feel like their stories irrelevant, is you just don't understand that every, uh, what we don't understand is that our lives are not just for us. Our lives, I believe, are produced to help eventually at some point other people's progress and advancement. So for me, it was easier for me to experience uh, or to talk about my failures because I really believed that there was somebody out there that was listening to me who I could help because the morsels the pieces of my life that were broken became healing instruments and helping instruments to other people, right? Yeah. So when you get that perspective, you don't it's, – it's very hard to embarrass me right now about my past story And I, I, because I feel like somebody in this crowd – and I'm going to use a word with you that has I, I, become common with me and people that know me know I use this word a lot. It's called – the word is metron. The word metron is a Latin, Latin word that means my portion, my scope and sphere of influence – my uniqueness. And when spoken and declared, it has this attraction power to it that you don't have and I don't have yours. So when you speak, you have this voice that's going out that draws people who have been put in place in life where they are that are waiting to hear from you. And so if you don't speak, they're not properly treated. You know what I'm talking about? So everybody listening to this uh, show today needs to understand that their uniqueness needs to be expressed not just so that they can have a bigger brighter more popular story to tell but to help somebody who is needing to hear it metron does this it allows me to declare life and then what it does is it awakens things in some people
0: that have been waiting to hear it a connection occurs and then growth and advancement is produced see i'm going to bring this full circle here and then i want to ask how people can get in touch with you tell yeah. me what your thoughts are I think the stories that people have told themselves are preventing them from finding that uniqueness that you're talking about. Yeah. I look back like math for me. I sucked at math in eighth grade. <laughs> I came to find out. All of a sudden from eighth grade, I suck at math. Anybody ever came up with anything? I'm not the math guy. Right. You know, talk about talking or presenting. Sure, but I'm, I'm that guy. But I told myself a story for 30, whatever it was, yep. that I'm not that. But you know what? I maybe am pretty good at math, but I never even wanted to try something because I kept on telling a story yep. that was ingrained in my head. It's what? sixth or eighth grade, and I never broke away from it to actually find out you know what? Maybe I could be happy with math because the story prevents me from finding that uniqueness. we only have a few more minutes. I could go for hours with this guy. <laughs> um, the intensity is just amazing. How does somebody get in touch with you? I'm, I'm again, I love that you the beacon stuff. I love how you help the yep. blue collar world. Yep. Anybody from blue collar they're looking for that that spark that you have. How do they yep. reach you, brother so I'm
1: all over. You are. Social media. So, I mean, you can find me on Facebook, and that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. But I want to say something before we leave. There is so much power in our tongue that's overlooked that helps shape our world. People need to recognize this. So, I really believe, and this is a part of the way I was raised, and I didn't always practice it. But if you want your world to start changing, then you need to start changing what's coming out of your mouth about your life. Mm. So I really believe that as a man thinketh, so is he. And I also believe that there's power of life and death in the words that we speak. Sometimes, listen to me, you are hearing, you're seeing results of devastation and destruction in your life. It's because you spoke them and you continue to let life live in them because you refuse to change the tone of your conversations. Speak life and life is produced. Speak death and the same as a result. So I would encourage people to find a way to start monitoring the words that they're speaking because they go into the way you frame your life.
0: I'm not going to say anything more than that, folks. You know I'm going to have the information <laughs> across the bottom of the screen to get hold of this gentleman. The intensity, the uniqueness, the story this man tells, it's, uh, it's truly second to none. Thank you all very much for joining me. Comment below if you got something out of this. And if you do like it, make sure you hit subscribe. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, sir. Thank you for I'm having me. On the Patrick Carr Show. Until next time, everybody.